What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast. Ains here, along with Bert and Dan, as usual. This is episode 34, and we are actually trying out a new format for the show going forward. So previously, we had been coming to you bi-weekly with a longer show, talking about things across the industry. We're going to switch that up a little bit. We're changing to a weekly show that will publish at the start of every week. It's going to run in the 30 to 45-minute range. We're still going to cover all the news and uh, reactionary things to the week. We're also going to add in game reviews. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey specifically. And then we're just going to keep it short and concise and uh, kind of get your feedback. See how you like the new format. See how you like uh, us coming to you weekly. So let's go ahead and get started with the news. Yesterday we had the XO18 conference from Microsoft out of Mexico City. There was a lot of hype build up about this. Uh, you know, just trying to see what Xbox was going to bring going into 2019. This was their first fan-related show focused solely on Xbox in a very long time, and so there were a lot of large expectations. So we got some announcements out of the show. I don't think there was anything too mind-blowing. Uh, the Obsidian acquisition was confirmed, which is very big news, along with Exile, the makers of Wasteland and Bard's Tale, uh, along with some other announcements. But I don't want to drone on about this. So uh, guys, why don't you kick us off with some of the things that came out of the show that you're most excited for? So Crackdown 3 coming. That's going to be awesome. Um, I'm pretty excited about it after the 30 years of development. It should be pretty awesome. Um, the new, uh, what was it called? That arena mode? That we uh, saw wrecking, wrecking, wrecking something. Wrecking yeah. zone? I think. Wrecking zone, sure. Cool with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it looked good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Crackdown fan. I love the first game. You know, second game was pretty good. Um, been waiting on this forever. Um, you know, it's about time. And I think the release date, you know, it was supposed to be the 22nd originally. Then I think they moved it to like the 29th and then they moved it up to the 15th, which yeah. is fine, you know, and uh, it's going to be on Game Pass and you can actually install it now from what I understand, even if you're just getting it for Game Pass, which is sweet. So that, that was the biggest one for me. Uh, the mouse and keyboard stuff, you know, I think there was a lot of missed opportunities there for some of the games um, like um, like Avon Colony or uh, City Skylines and stuff that, you know, games that you would think that these mouse and keyboards would, you know, benefit more than, say, something like Fortnite. Um, not to say it wouldn't benefit Fortnite, just that those kind of games or maybe like an Age of Empires remaster I was kind of hoping for, but, you know, they use mouse and keyboard, but I didn't see any of that stuff. So, but overall, yeah, it was kind of, you know, hey, thanks. For showing up and getting a couple free things, <laughs> so that's about it. Yeah, on my end, I I was really let down by the conference. Funny enough, I was live uh, messaging Dan and Ains about it, and for me, it was if you're an Xbox gamer already, um, I think you got some good updates on stuff that you may or may not play a lot of already. Nothing really new outside of stuff, and even the stuff that was new it was rumored for a while. If you're not an Xbox fan, if you're a Nintendo, Sony, you know only. Nothing really in this conference is going to reel you in any closer than it was before. So that was kind of a letdown for me. There was a lot of stuff that us Xbox fans were kind of hoping would be surprises that were rumored. Um, not, I wouldn't say rumored, but I, think, I guess hopefully rumored um, for stuff that we were expecting. Um, some really cool updates coming for Forza on their uh, first expansion. That looks really, really neat. Um, that's one of the stuff me and Dan were like, man, Forza Horizon looks just awesome for some of the new stuff coming out. Um, <clears throat> if you're a State of Decay 2 uh, gamer, there's a lot of new stuff coming, and that's all free. 
one of the things that I thought was really strange uh, from the start of the, I guess it was almost two hours, maybe it was an hour, 50 minutes or something, was they were constantly, constantly pushing Game Pass. And um, we have Game Pass, all three of us do. We love it for what it is. But I thought it was a little bit of Game Pass pushing overload, in my opinion. So from the start, it was like, this is coming on Game Pass. This is what you already have on Game Pass. This is what is going to come. And after a while, it was like, I get it. We're You should get Game Pass. So um, that was some of the stuff for me. So for me, it was very mediocre. Um, but for the stuff that we do play, very exciting. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wasn't even home. As you guys know, we were kind of... I was checking your text about it here and there, and uh, I was waiting for some big news. Obviously, we've talked about it. I was waiting on some banjo news we didn't get. Um, I was waiting on something big uh, that was unexpected, but we didn't get that. So nothing too much more to add from what you guys said. There's some good stuff coming for existing games, first-party stuff, right? Forza Horizon, Sea of Thieves, uh, State of Decay 2. The Obsidian announcement being official, I think, is probably the biggest thing. Obsidian is a tremendous, tremendous studio. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they bring. And, of course, I think people are hoping for, um, like, Knights of the Old Republic 2. I don't know if they still own that IP because it's Star Wars. But uh, things like Fallout New Vegas, you know, if they own any of the rights to those, if they can bring them over to the Xbox One, uh, backwards compatibility. And then In Exile is uh, it's not really huge news. Um, the makers of the Wasteland and Bard's Tales here. So Wasteland, if you're unfamiliar with it, was essentially... It's like Fallout 1 and 2. So Fallout 1 and 2 were isometric survival RPGs, um, and Wasteland kind of picked up where that left off when Fallout went to the whole new 3D open world thing. So, uh, you know, for pen and paper RPG guys, uh, that's pretty interesting as well. So we'll see what they bring. But, um, yeah, other than that, I, I didn't think anything too crazy. To Dan's point, I am really looking forward to Crackdown. I like those games that have a fun single-player, but then a fun multiplayer mode as well. So the five-on-five, five, full destruction of the city we've been talking about for a long time. But it looks quite good. So, And I think, uh, Dan, you're right. They pushed the release date back, and we were kind of confused. And then they pushed it up now, which I think is probably the smarter move because they're getting in front of Anthem. Um you know, and letting people kind of play Crackdown to see if they get into it or enjoy it before the other big games come out, where I think they might have just ignored Crackdown completely. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and and then Ori, another one that kind of surprised me with the Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I, you know, I, I was hesitant on it. You know, actually coming to Game Pass because they did all that stuff. I think prior to you know all the first parties coming to Game Pass, you know, that was already in the works. So I think they had to uh, sign probably some kind of new deal or Correct. something so it was that's sweet you know and, and hellblade coming that's nice it seemed like they started with like the big big you know names and then it just kind of trailed off but they yeah. did you birds right i mean they pushed that thing hard <laughs> hard the entire time so game pass is the future for them i mean it's yeah that's, that's where true. they want to go so, so to, uh, Ains, really quick before we move mm -hmm. on, there's two things I wanted to mention. And um, one thing that I thought was really interesting in the Crackdown presentation is the cloud computing end that they spent a bit of time talking about. But it's such a complex piece of technology that it's really hard to kind of sell it in something as small as like an E3 or one of these presentations. And just the summary of it that they mentioned was, regardless of what kind of Xbox that you have, whether it be a launch, an S, or an X, um, a lot of the destruction and everything you're seeing is going to be done the same exact way so the experience won't change for you because of the cloud computing going on in the back end. I think this is going to be extremely important um, for games in the future. It might be something that Xbox does better than Sony or Nintendo in the next generation with how their cloud computing happens in the back end of games you're seeing right in front of you. 
and the lack of latency and how it happens. It's extremely important. We could probably have an hour conversation of how the technicalities of the whole thing works, but um, they briefly touched on it. And to people that don't understand any of that, it went over their head, but I think it's good that they mentioned it. And the second part that I want to mention is with all the acquisitions that are happening, holy hell, Xbox is going to have one hell of an exclusive lineup if these games are developed properly. So um, we are going to be, I mean, what if Obsidian is actually the people that are working on Fable? Um, so that's that's something that could be good because Obsidian makes amazing RPGs, arguably the best Fallout of the entire series. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I just want to mention as, as the small things happen, there's some big news and stuff. I think focusing on Microsoft right now is a poor choice. Looking for the next two to three years is something that people need to look and keep on their roadmap big time. Yeah, excellent points all around. Um, the cloud computing thing is really interesting. And I was having a conversation with uh, someone the other day about Project X Cloud and why it's important. And the fact that Google, of course, is you know testing their streaming service, but uh, Nintendo and Sony really don't have um, the means as a company, the infrastructure to really compete in that regard. Um, and so to your point, you know, next generation with not only these studios, but this technology, you can see Microsoft laying this really solid foundation for the future of uh, what it means for Xbox and Windows gaming. And um, it's really impressive, but you're right. It, it's a few years out. So, um, but it's interesting to see these building blocks kind of happening in front of us, right? And Cloud computing, you know, that it's really what they advertised coming into this generation and people, you know, they caught a lot of flack for it, of course, and it hasn't really come to fruition. It's taken a little longer to get there, um, but it's definitely coming. And when it does, it's going to be really, really impressive. Um, but you're right about the studios as well. Their, their first party studio portfolio now is is ridiculous, the talent that they have. So and they just continue to hire. I can't imagine how much money Microsoft is investing in, uh, in you know, new studios and development. I mean, that's. I don't know. It's crazy, but we'll see. Um, so let's talk about some of the other things happening. So Battlefield 5 is out on EA and Origin Access. Bert and I have been playing it. Dan, I think you said you're going to play it, but haven't yet. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I played um, a little bit of the single player. So okay. Far. All right. Um, it, you know, we, we talked before about it kind of getting a lot of flack, people being rather disinterested in it. Um, it, it's, it hasn't been really as hyped up as you would expect a major Battlefield title to be. But uh, I got to say, and, and guys, feel free to chime in, um, but we played for a few hours last night, a couple hours the night before that, and I'm really, really impressed. Um, it is absolutely stunningly gorgeous on the Xbox One X. It runs very, very smooth. We haven't had any issues in terms of actual gameplay. Um, the weapons, the destruction, the maps, uh, it's just I'm having a ball with it, honestly. I I'm quite surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. I think I'm already enjoying it more than Battlefield 1. Okay, so I have three matches of Conquest, the single player demo that you have to play before you play the Conquest, and I have to say I'm blown away by it. So we've been playing Call of Duty, uh, which is obviously a very different game, and that's been the only shooter that I've really had my hands on um, for a while. I've been playing so much third-person story stuff for a while that coming to Battlefield has been a complete treat. I'll simply say that. Uh, it is beautiful if you're on a 1X and if you're on a true 4K TV with HDR, it is amazing looking. Um, just when you're, even if you're laying down waiting for people to come, you see stuff flying in the air. Um, there's so much going on in the distance. Um, the different classes have been a blast. And as always, in my opinion, it's the best shooter to play with a team because you have to kind of cooperate together in order to win. Um, so we've only played Conquest. Ains, I don't know if you've played any other modes, no, but no, at E3, we played um, a couple other modes that were fun as well. 
Um, the one negative I have of all battle uh, Battlefield games is that one match will take you 30 to 40 minutes uh, to complete. So you'll sit there and you're like, I'm just going to play one quick one before I go do X, you know, my errands or whatever. And an hour later, you're like, all right, I'm done with my game. Let me let me go do something else. So that's the one thing. But if you are somewhat a Battlefield fan um, or just a shooter fan and are looking for something fresh, this game is a must play. Pick it up. There's crazy sales everywhere. I'm sure there'll be Black Friday deals as well play this game yeah man i mean it's i haven't played a lot of the multiplayer i played a lot of the battlefield one and this looks similar to it um i've only played the uh first opening mission and then the there's another one in there i played like part of it it looks fabulous i mean the x just makes it look insane um this is i don't play a lot of competitive multiplayer i just don't it's not really my bag <laughs> Baby, but oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I was going fine. <laughs> so I don't play a lot of <laughs> competitive multiplayer. This one I will, and I played a lot of Battlefield One. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping on with you guys. Um, Want to be a medic because that's the only thing I'm really good at. Um, if it comes to shooting stuff, I mean, I might as well just be a giant meat shield because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's about how good I am giant at that. But it, 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 popsicle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it's fun to play. You know, I've never, mm -hmm. I, I got out of Call of Duty, never really got back into it. But Battlefield has always kept me interested. And um, it's just a different mechanic. And like to your point, Bert, about being a team-based game, that, that's really why I like it so much. It's almost like playing a co-op game, but you're still playing against, you know, other people that are better than me always so well the um you know the interesting thing about this one um and bert correct me if i say anything that you know is different because i know we don't know all the mechanics yet but the medic hands out like healing packets and the and the um support hands out the ammo but anybody can revive anyone now it's yep. like a team revive um you don't need the needle like you have in battlefield before so and the nice thing too is that they really incentivize the squad with the point system. So like if you revive um, a squad mate, you get 200 points for that, which is like, you know, getting a kill or two. Um, so like just working as a squad, shooting together and healing each other um, and reviving each other, you, you don't even have to get many kills and you can be near the top of the leaderboard as long as you're doing objective stuff. So I think in that regard, it's even more than previous battlefields emphasizing the whole team and objective play rather than just straight shooting. So it should be great for you. Yeah, Dan, and if, if uh, unless you're playing Sniper, um, you know, a lot of the, the kills that you get in this game are team kills. So even if you think you suck at shooting or playing someone else, most of the time, me and Ains will, like, pepper that person and you'll finish it off or you'll add, you know, you'll pepper someone and then Ains finishes them off. So you don't have to be an amazing shooter. There's so much team shooting. And Conquest, you can go the whole match without getting one kill and still leave the leaderboards because you've capped so many of the uh, points. So it's, uh, it's, it's a blast. Um, we'll play definitely play more on it. Um, there's still the battle royale mode that's coming in the future, but uh, like I always say, check this game out. If you have EA access, it's going to be free at least ten hours for you. And like I said, there's some crazy sales going on in some places, so pick it up if you can. Yep. All right. So a couple other pieces of news we wanted to cover. So we've got um, PlayStation Four is picking up a couple games that uh, were previously only on Xbox uh, in PUBG and Path of Exile. So we've talked ad nauseum about PUBG. I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anyone. So it's supposedly coming next month. 
And then Path of Exile, I've spoken about before, uh, a terrific action role-playing game in the vein of Diablo, but with a more serious tone and a deeper skill tree. So if you like action role-playing games uh, and you're a PS4 player, check that out. It's actually free to play, Path of Exile, and they do a tremendous job. Um, you know, microtransactions are all cosmetic only. There's nothing you need to buy to actually play the game. So um, very good news for PlayStation 4 players there. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we knew it was coming. Uh, as far as Path, Ex Path of Exile, I looked at it, I have it, and then I saw the skill trees, and it's like <laughs> something from, like, Goodwill Hunting that's on the chalkboard, and I'm just like, no, that's not going to happen. I'll stick with Diablo. Goodwill I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that gif of uh, the dude doing all the calculations, you know? Yeah. Right. That's exactly what I saw, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't even, you know, I just want to, you know, stab people. Yeah, it is a uh, very deep um, for uh, nerds like me who like um, min maxing, you know, really calculating builds and planning things and, you know, how you're going to get the most damage. That's who it's for. If you're if you want to jump in and just get loot and smash things, Path of Exile is not your game. Yeah, I mean, you can go do something else while he's doing that because it's not for me. <laughs> that either. sounds good. That's yeah. too much going on. I mean, you'll you'll finish a battle, and there's loot literally everywhere, and you're like, um, "Holy crap!" And then if you, unless you know what you're doing, you're just like, "There's this, there's this, there's this, there's this." And uh, thankfully, they have good menus. But um, I did have a question, Ains, and maybe you do or don't know the answer. But any idea on cross progression? Uh, between either one of these games coming from either the PC or Xbox bills. Nah, they're standalone, both of them. Uh, that sucks, man. I can't imagine being a PoE player and then coming in raw again. That's just yeah. I so I was a beta player of Path of Exile on PC. It came out in 2013, so it's five years old now. And I put hundreds of hours into it on PC, but when I logged in on Xbox One, it's brand new. I started fresh. Man, so one of the biggest things I hope next gen figures out. So yeah, me right. too. Me too. <clears throat> Um, what else we got here? So Diablo Immortal. Um, this is feels like a week ago now, but we'll cover it anyway, where uh, all hell broke loose, where the uh, Blizzard had their BlizzCon and they announced a new Diablo game and it happened to be called Diablo Immortal, which is going to be a mobile version of Diablo. And uh, God, Blizzard caught all sorts of flack for this. Um, a lot of rudeness and probably the worst aspects of the gaming industry came out where, you know, people were threatening Blizzard developers and just just ridiculous stuff. So I understand everyone wants Diablo Four. I'm as big a Diablo fan as there is out there. Um, but calm down. It, it's a they're still making Diablo Four. Uh, Diablo Immortal. It looks good for a mobile game. If mobile games aren't your thing and they're not my thing, okay, don't play it. Just wait for Diablo Four. Um, but I'm gonna check it out anyway. Besides that, I'm gonna check it out. It actually looks really good for a mobile game, and I hope uh, it plays well and it has a deep enough loot and skill system to what we were just talking about um for a mobile game because then i'll i'll obviously play it but did you guys uh i know you're neither of you are really huge diablo players any interest here i love yeah. diablo man oh sorry <laughs> yeah what the hell are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i own diablo 3 on like four different platforms so <laughs> how did i screw that one up so badly i don't know i don't remember us talking about that because you know, I, it's one of those i've never really played with anybody i've always played by myself you know, well, that's just through, like, the seasons. I know it sucks, but I never really knew anybody that played it. <laughs> so, uh, is it only coming to iOS or is it coming to Android too? Immortal. That's a good question. I know they announced it for iOS. I can't remember if they said Android. I would. I have to assume it's coming to Android too. Yeah, right? probably. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll try it out. You know, I'll give it a shot. You know, it, it's. I never. My my biggest thing with with uh, mobile games is just the controls usually, and Me too. and yeah. if I could get past that somehow, you know. 
I'm sure, you know, if they if they implement like, you know, Bluetooth controllers and stuff like that, you know, I'll give it a shot. You know, what the hell? I love Diablo, man. Sorry, God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. All right, I get it. I get it. Calm down. Did you pick it up for the Switch? Yes, I did. Is it have you I've heard it's really good and I I put hundreds of hours into it on PC when it launched. I've put hundreds of hours into it on Xbox. Um and I just I don't know if I want to do it again, but I'm tempted. It's the same thing. I know that's what I mean. Like you know, except the controls, you know, are all you know, bass backwards basically because because of all the here's the thing about the switch. You know, it's got the same damn buttons as the Xbox, but they're all in different positions. So I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, I know what this does. Nah, some of the it makes it a little easier with Diablo because it's it's you know based on you know okay this button does this you know regardless it, it's 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 not the same or like jump button is the one usually on the bottom or something like that. It, it's right. it makes it a little bit easier. And I figured out a way to you know put my Xbox controller you know, with my switch and use it. So still doesn't make a difference because the buttons are still mapped the same way. <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I, I can play with the kids. You know, it's, it's got some split screen, you know, multiplayer stuff. And I played that with, you know, they enjoy it too, actually. My kids do, which is kind of surprising because usually they're just big Fortnite guys. But, <laughs> you know, it, that's a fun one we play together. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Bert, you checking this one out? Probably not. No, I don't. I don't do any mobile gaming whatsoever. Um, yeah. As far as like phones go, um, I'll check stuff out on the Switch. But even my Switch, I probably play ninety percent of the time on dock. So um, I, I under, I've actually heard a lot of the comments that have been going on. I think a couple make sense, but the majority of the negative blowback is just kind of crazy, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I won't play this game, so I don't have much to say on it. <laughs> uh, I've actually wanted to get into Diablo, the console stuff, quite a bit, but. Um, at this point, you know, everyone I know has played the hell out of it already, and I don't see myself jumping in that deep into it with everything else that I need to play. But I, I've heard that I have to play it at some point. Yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of late now, especially, yeah, I mean, I've beaten that game about a hundred times back and forth, so uh, there's really <laughs> nothing surprising, and I have all the sets and everything. So, But anyway, speaking of the Switch, so gigantic news um, for the Switch this week. Owners went nuts. Is that... They can finally watch YouTube. Support. <laughs> um, yeah, I, YouTube's out on the Switch. This made headlines, um, and people were raving about it. I have no idea why. Um, I've had YouTube on my phone that's next to me for years, and laptop, and tablet, and Xbox, and PlayStation. I don't know why this is big news, but it's there. Go get it. Can you even get YouTube apps on your fridge on those, on those <laughs> fridges that have Android on them? Oh, um, so I, I will. Uh, I, I do want to mention something about it because I've I was kind of excited about it because um, I have YouTube Premium like a lot of people do, and I'm, one of the good things about YouTube Premium is that you can download content and take it to go with you, um, like if it's a long show, a podcast, like season gaming vidcast. But that's um, one to take thing, with you. That's the only one. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you cannot save on the Switch, which kind of bummed me out quite a bit. Um, you can simply, you still get the premium stuff, which is no ads and stuff like that, which is cool. But um, I was, one of the things that surprised me is how hot the Switch gets when it's running YouTube. And I thought that was really strange because it's literally running an app that should almost take up no energy, but um, it kills my battery on the Switch like crazy. Uh, very good positive is the quality of stuff is fantastic, and maybe it's just the small 720 screen that's doing that, but it's it looks really, really good on that screen, so I, I've liked that. 
other than that, I don't have much to say on it. Um, it's uh, it's very, it is what it is. It's the YouTube app. So and we need Netflix, and Amazon Prime, and you know the NFL channel, everything else that you know should be on there, but it's not. So we'll see. That and Hulu. That's all yeah, we got. That'd be cool. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk a lot more about this next week um, because even though I have, I think, 70 hours into it, and Dan's really deep into it. I don't think Bert's gotten into it yet. So we're talking about Red Dead here. Um, official review will be coming from us on next episode, and we'll get into it a little more. But just wanted to mention the headline here, which was uh, came out earlier in the week, which was that Red Dead has sold 17 million copies in 12 days since launch. Uh, it sold the same amount of copies in 12 days that the original Red Dead has sold in eight years. So obviously the hype and all the marketing and everything behind Red Dead 2 uh, worked. The game, um, I could, I'm going to go on a lot, so I won't do that this week, like I said, but the game is incredible. And uh, I know Dan and I have put a ton of time into it. Um, Bert will get caught up and we'll have a better conversation about that week next week. But regardless, the sales are through the roof and I don't think anyone's really surprised by that. And Ains, was it 725 million in opening weekend? Is that in what three was? days. Yeah, so biggest opening weekend ever. Uh, second only to Grand Theft Auto V for the biggest opening ever. But Grand Theft Auto V opened on a Tuesday. So that's why it was kind of weird, but... Um, it, so if you look at it this way, right, in the first week, the last two releases from Rockstar, Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead 2, uh, probably passed a billion dollars each, which is just, uh, I don't know what you say about that. I mean, it blows every, anything else, music, movies, obviously books, uh, blows them all out of the water. It's not even close. Oof. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Well, uh, like I said, we'll cover that next week. So. That's, uh, that's the news for this week. So we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a few minutes. So Dan uh, reviewed it for us here at Season Gaming. We are debuting a new review system on the site, which you'll see next week. I'll touch more on here shortly. But long story short, he gave it a sensational rating, which uh, is equivalent to about a nine on the Season Gaming scale. Um, Dan, you had a lot of good things to say about it. So why don't you talk for just a minute or two around, you know, your experience with Odyssey, what's, uh, what you like so much about it. All right. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I'll preface this by saying I have been a huge Assassin's Creed fan for, you know, since the first game. Um, I played almost every one of them, um, except for a couple of the smaller ones. I think Liberation, um, I have not finished a couple of them, but <clears throat> I love this series. Love it. Um, I had some, you know, reservations when I went into it because of all the things I saw prior to uh, release. You know, I saw the first thing that I don't know why it jumped out at me, but there was no hidden blade, and I was like, "Well, this is ridiculous. This isn't Assassin's Creed." It sounds stupid and trivial, but that was kind of one of my things, and it, it looked more like a, you know, like they were going for just more combat, and you know, they they kind of took some of the lore out. I didn't know what to expect, but once I started getting into it and it took me a little bit, it was amazing. Um, graphically looks just crazy good. Um, some of the, I, I took a picture, I think of uh, one of the, uh, I was sitting on like a rock with an arrow or something. It, it just came out so good. And it, it's one of those photo modes. I don't like them typically, but just capturing, you know, that world, is just amazing. Uh, the combat in it is fast. It's pretty brutal. It's, you know, 
fun to play. You know, that's another thing. You know, you get some of these games that come out and they're just, you know, with terrible controls. And, you know, this one doesn't do that. Uh, story, it's about what you expect from the Assassin's Creed games anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's almost, you know, secondary to everything else. Um, Ubisoft is, you know, they're good. You know, they're, they're, they're serviceable, like I said, but it, it, it's, you know, I can take it or leave it. Um, there is a grind for sure. You know, I ended up uh, purchasing the, uh, the uh, experience thing about, I don't know, a couple hours in just to see what the difference was. It's really not that much difference. I mean, you still have to grind even with that uh, pay to prog progress option. Um, I wish they didn't have it in there. Seems kind of cheesy, um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, as far as um, the RPG elements that they introduced, it's very similar to Origins. There's a few more, you know, things in there like the 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 uh, conversations that you can have. You can change those things around. You know, they they affect later on in the story. Um, you know, stuff that like Bioware or something they've been doing for a long time. Um, but once you get into it. It is an Assassin's Creed game through and through, and it's it's just really really well done. I I really enjoyed my time with it. I don't know how many hours I put into it. A lot, you know. <laughs> there's quite a bit. I know some new DLC dropped, um, and I'm really looking forward to get back into that. But yeah, it was an incredible game. They really did a great job with it. So the one question I had um off the bat is i keep hearing and i've heard from both of you as well that it's more rpg like even than origins right um kind of a little bigger skills and uh, conversational stuff like you just said story-wise what's the loot like is the loot just like origins where it's just like you know incremental upgrades and you know there is some rare and legendary stuff but it's not like it's not like diablo right where you're constantly finding new loot is it just like origins or is there more loot as well i think there's 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 more to it than that it's not exactly like origins um you can upgrade just like in origins where you could you could find a piece you can have a piece of equipment that you can upgrade pretty much through the entire game and keep that same thing but the way they did it is the bonuses that you get for those things are very specific to the tree that you are using so you know that we have the hunter's tree i think the warrior tree and the assassin tree and all of those pieces of loot will correspond to one of those three uh, trees. Um, it's, I, I never had an issue as far as finding something to use, not once. You know, I think, you know, obviously those legendary pieces are what you're after. Um, and they're usually based on the level that you're at when you find them. Um, but as far as the, the loot goes, I mean, I, I it wasn't like Diablo where you're you're trying to get those pieces. They just kind of come along naturally, especially gotcha. some of the bigger stuff. Gotcha. So, Bert, I know you wanted to say a few things about this as well, right? Yeah, so being that I have not played Red Dead Redemption 2, this is by far my game of the year um, without even thinking about it. it's And I've played a lot of really good games this year. Um, as Dan mentioned, there is weird pacing in this game, and I wouldn't say just the grind thing. So I'm going to show you really quick with my hand on how it goes. So the game starts out like this. It's very kind of whatever. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins started out very boring to me, and it took me a while to get in. Odyssey, slightly better at the beginning, but it goes like this. It's slightly good, 
then you hit a, a peak of the story and it gets really good. And all of a sudden it drops. Like it gets really, really boring for about 15 to 20 levels. And then when you get to a certain part of the story, it all of a sudden jumps right back up and continues going up to the very end in the end game of the main story is probably even better than the normal game, which is really strange to me. So there is a main mission, um, just to let you guys know how big this game is. I think it's more than triple the size of Origins, if not quadruple. Um, the I think Origins took people somewhere between 50 and, or sorry, 15 and 20 hours to finish the main story. Both Dan and I have completed it a thousand uh, gamer score on Xbox and Dan, I'm, I won't speak for you, but I think I was somewhere in the 30 to 35 hour range to do that. Um, so for me, uh, I am 62 hours into uh, Odyssey and I've barely finished the the main story. Um, and I finished that last night. I uh, know we were trying to play Battlefield, but I was like, I gotta get to the end. I gotta get to the end um, just for the, the bitcast today. But um, I absolutely love it. Uh, there's so much to do um, to dance point. There's different kinds of armors. Um, there's a lot of mythological characters in the game that you get the armor for. So if you want to go after those, you can. Then you hunt these uh, things called cult lists, which is part of the main game as well. That is, you don't even have to finish the main story to kind of get to those uh, and vice versa. Once you finish the main story, there's still a ton of cultists you've got to track down. You've got the sea battle combat, which is another game just by itself. And I think it's amazing. Um, there's different islands. I've never seen Greece done so, so well um, from a historical standpoint. Uh, me and Ains were briefly talking about how big Red Dead is, and if you were to take your horse, just ride it full speed across the world, it's like nine or ten minutes. I would argue that probably Odyssey will take you 15 to 20 minutes if you were on a horse to go from one end of the world all the way across to the other end of the world. And to an extent, Odyssey might be too big um, for your average gamer. I think there's a lot of stuff in it that it just takes you a very long time. I mean, I think the average time for someone that is shooting through the main story of the game and not doing anything else whatsoever is somewhere around 40 hours. Um, if you want to be a completionist, you're somewhere in the 130 to 140 range, and that's with doing things. And also to Dan's point in his amazing review, um, <laughs> there is weekly content and monthly content that they add to the game. And then there's awesome stuff coming like you can uh, there's a, a hades armor that you can get that they're adding to it and you're just all on fire um and your horse is on fire too which is cool um and then they're adding bosses from a once again mythological standpoint that you will find in the world and stuff like that so it's being supported really really well we haven't even got to the free content that's coming from a dlc perspective um, and also from the ultimate edition content there's more dlc coming as well as assassin's creed 3 remastered so that's all stuff that is in the future so I'm not going to talk all day about it. I will say this is the closest we've come in this generation to a game being potentially better than The Witcher 3, if Slow not down. as Slow good as down. I think I think the world um, and the story is very similar to Witcher 3 on how you obtain stuff. There's not all the magic things that exist in Witcher and all the, the different trees that you go in that world, but there is elemental stuff that you can add to your weapons and armor. So um, I think... If you are Assassin's Creed fan and the new Assassin's Creed fan, it's nothing like the old Assassin's Creeds. I think Assassin's Creed has evolved quite a bit um, and it's no longer what it used to be. But I thought Origins was amazing and I didn't think this was gonna be as good. And what we saw at E3 was like, hey, it's just a copy of Origins in the Greece world. It's not, it's a whole nother game. It's fantastic in my opinion. It's the best Assassin's Creed ever. Um, I like the characters, I like the story and I think I'm done. <laughs> All right, so Bert didn't like it, and Dan did. Um, we'll see what I think of it, but um, 
<laughs> wow. Okay. So I haven't played it at all, so I can't really add anything. Um, it's one of those games that in Tomb Raider that I'm waiting to pick up, uh, probably 25, 30 bucks or something around Black Friday or later this, you know, in December. So uh, I'm more excited for it now, though. I really wasn't that excited for it, but both of you have raved about it. It's gotten great reviews. I hear a lot of comparisons to The Witcher, so if it's nowhere close to The Witcher, I'm going to be pissed off and start swinging at people. Um, <clears throat> but um, one note for you, Bert, is as you transition to Red Dead, um, don't let your horse catch on fire. No. You don't want to do that. Totally bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, so it, when you when you compare it to like say Red Dead, I play both of them, or The Witcher Three, like you did, Bert. Um, it's it's. I think The Witcher Three is a little bit deeper, as far as RPG elements go. I think the problem I had is where I've had some issues with Red Dead is that I went from this to Red Dead. So if you're going straight from <laughs> it, it's going to slow it down so much. You know, you're used to just flying all over the place and just mutilating people. It's not the same. I think that's, you know, you have to kind of remove yourself from that before you start that other game, because otherwise you're going to be like me when I was just like, this is ridiculous. This clunky controls and all this other stuff. It's, it's but it's not like that. Had I not played this game, I think Red Dead would have been a little bit higher on my, you know, expectation list or my, my enjoyment list. But it, it, it I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's. This game was really good. I mean, really, really good. They did an amazing job with it. So it's good. Yeah, Very there's good. there's a lot to do in Odyssey. So um, if uh, you know, even after you finish, and even like I said, the cultists and the main story and stuff, there's still so much other things to do. There's that three main stories. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. All right. So real quick, anything, um, you know, currently playing, I know for me, I'm, I'm simply playing Red Dead and Battlefield. I really haven't played anything else uh, currently or, or I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm devoting all my time to Red Dead from a single player perspective while we play Battlefield and Call of Duty on multiplayer. So anything else you guys are currently playing that uh, you want to touch on or maybe relevant for uh, this week's episode? I've been playing a little bit of Hitman 2, um, but... At this point, I basically have been replaying Hitman 1 because there's a legacy pack that you can download for the new game that um, updates everything. And uh, you basically use the gameplay and the mechanics from the second game to the first game. They did a really good job with that. So other than that, pretty much the same thing, Red Dead 2. And in fact, I went back after I finished Red Dead 2 and loaded one of my earlier saves. And I'm going to try to do a little bit more this time. I just want to kind of see, you know, what I want to say I missed a whole lot, but I'm sure I missed some. So I want to kind of ease back into that, too. So I'm kind of just playing those two and then a little bit of Battlefield like you. Cool. My rotation's nuts, as always. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do a few more things on Odyssey. I'm still debating if I want to go for the 1,000 gamer score again. Kind of want to, but I just there's so much else to play that I can't focus on that now. Maybe I'll leave it alone come back to it. I need to start with Red Dead at some point. Um, I just know that that's going to suck up all my time once I start it, so I'm trying to mix in a few other things. So still playing Black Ops from a social perspective with some friends locally. Really excited to get into uh, Battlefield and still a few of my racing games that I'm always playing. So that's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, going to mostly close out our first new episode of the Season Game of Big Cast. So like I said, uh, look for this weekly going forward. 
we are going to publish probably a uh, beginning of the week every week. And um, we're going to be adding in some new segments and possibly have some guests in the future as well. Uh, additionally, there's going to be our new season gaming main site launching next weekend, along with the new show that Dan Burt and I have been working on for a little while now. So stay tuned for that. We can tell you that it's called Backseat Gaming. And uh, you can look for that on Twitter and on the main site next week. Like I said, first episode debuting on Friday, I believe. Is that what we said, Friday? We're doing next Friday. Friday it is. That's the aim. Yep. Okay. Um, other than that, what uh, where? <laughs> every time I go to ask Dan, where can we find you? I uh, I know that you're here. Um, what else you guys got going on? Anything before we close out? Yeah, not too much, man. I got a. I'm starting a new show here in about a week or so. Hopefully, if everything goes all right, <laughs> we're kind of putting some stuff together. It's just a little casual, you know, show. Ains will be there at some point. Bert, I'd like to have you on too eventually. It's just going to be kind of one of those, you know, fun little side projects is basically what it is. And it's just with a couple friends and we're going to see what happens. It's sounding good. So feel free to say it. It's Third Wheel Arcade. Um, you can look it up on Twitter. And uh, that's third with a three. So three RD. Yep. And uh, should start next Friday. Tentatively, that's what we're shooting for, anyway. <laughs> World of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I've got a fun unboxing for for people that are into it. We um, we did a power a corded controller for the Nintendo Switch, which I guess is the closest affordable uh, controller for the Switch that you can get that has the functionality you need. Uh, they just released a wireless one um, recently, um, and so I want to do an unboxing and comparison of those two to see how good they are. Unfortunately, I still think none of them are going to compare to your standard Switch Pro controller, um, but we'll see when we get it open and take a look at it. Um, cool. Some other stuff coming. So once the editing's done and stuff like that, we'll have it up. All right. Yeah, and we've got uh, Fallout 76, the Power Armor Edition unboxing I'll be doing as well for people interested in that. You know, uh, real quick, just touch on the fact that we're not um, talking about older games or collectibles. We're going to do those as separate side projects on the Season Gaming YouTube channel. So uh, not only unboxings, but if we have, you know, maybe a monthly show or something about uh, collectibles we've picked up or things that are, um, you know, new to us here. So just stay tuned to our YouTube channel for that. And uh, that's how we're going to do that going forward. So otherwise, as always, thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you next week.